0: to go and discuss this with Gorlach before you uh, move on?
1: Probably. That might be an idea. <laughs> All Sharing right. political strategy? What is this? Uh,
0: you head back into town, uh, and it doesn't take you long to find Gorlach. He's the one that is swamped by people. Most of the goblins are just kind of uh, following him around uh, like uh, lost dogs. Uh, and uh, he's like again like shaking hands and talking to people his would-be constituent's uh, and he waves at you as, as you approach, and he kind of makes his excuses and comes over, and he's, he's like, slight he says, uh, I see you've uh, come from the bridge. You met Tristan, I take it. Oh, Tristan we didn't ask name. Tristan the Troll, yes. Yes, you're very rude. You don't ask people their uh. names,
2: but <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, It's difficult business. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure what to do about that.
2: He would like to be educated. He'd like to become a doctor. He has laudable ambitions.
0: All from. right. So, uh Hmm Trolls in the school. Hmm, could be done. Uh, I'd have to talk to the school board. Uh, have, have you <laughs> been to the school yet?
2: Not yet, no. We, sh- we should visit the school. I'm
1: very interested to see how, how goblin education
2: works.
0: Oh, um, uh, yes. Uh...
1: Yeah, scope, for, scope for enhancement and...
0: Yes, I agree. Let's. Uh, I'll go and talk to uh, Flimshrim. He's he's one, he's on the school board. Uh, should be there about now. Uh, come on, and uh, he uh, leads you uh, down. It's on the kind of uh, lower lower end of of the town. Uh, it's close to uh, the river. That's the and above you, you can see the bridge going uh, above you. Um, uh, but there, you see the school. Uh, it looks like a pile of potatoes. There are large sort of bulbous towers. There's sort of shack-like cabins built haphazardly around. Um, And Gorlack kind of like spreads his hands and sort of says, This is my great school. The uh, University for Goblins, Goblinoids, Orcs and Hobgoblins. Uh, We tried to think of a more catchy name for it, but um, nobody could really agree on anything. Uh, But... uh, Yes, uh, you can see uh, there are sort of several goblins, orcs, goblins and hobgoblins marching around in robes and caps and gowns. Uh, And uh, at the gates of the school, uh, you see a hobgoblin. Uh, who is a little bit taller than Gorlack, and a little more... Less green, more kind of... um, uh, What colour are hobgoblins? I don't know. Uh, Turquoise, let's say. Um, uh, Yeah, I think hobgoblins are supposed to be more kind of uh, broad-shouldered than goblins. Uh, Gorlack says... Everybody, uh, please meet Flimsham. Uh, Flimsham is uh, on the uh, school board. Uh, Yes, uh, we've got a bit of a... uh, Proposal for you, Flimsham uh, Why don't you explain it?
1: Well,
2: we were admiring your architecture, which, frankly, is making me very hungry. Um,
0: <laughs> yes, we we, we designed. We 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 had many committee meetings about this.
2: we <laughs> were wondering whether the school could be extended, expanded. Oh yes, yes,
0: it'd be lovely. It was damn um, expensive, I imagine. You know,
2: to accommodate trolls. Uh, come again. We were wondering a, what... a
3: larger intake in, yeah. in both sorry. literally <laughs> and metaphorically. Taking in trolls, you say?
0: Hmm, I don't know about that. I mean, uh, we'd have to get extra levels of insurance against injuries from people being sat on, I imagine.
1: How often does that actually happen in in places where trolls are? Well,
0: I imagine it happens quite a lot.
1: And I imagine going to the moon and riding about on a um hedgehog made of candy floss. That doesn't happen a lot. Uh, I don't think I made my point very well.
0: No, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to make you roll for that.
1: Thank you.
2: <laughs> a hedgehog made of can- candy floss would be a rubbish hedgehog.
0: Listen, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, a lot of the parents would react very poorly to the idea of letting uh, trolls into their school with their precious children. I think I don't think the school board would have any of it. Uh, I don't know if we could support you, Gorlack, if you tried to do something like that. Well,
3: why not a separate campus?
0: Mm, uh, well, how much money would you be willing to pour into this troll school and how much of that money is coming from our budget?
1: Um, Could we possibly take a recess to assess our budget?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you kind of uh, huddle up and uh, move (laughs) away a little bit Uh, and uh, Gorlock explains to you. A lot of the constituents want money to go towards fixing up the streets and sanitary systems. Uh, Will they vote for me if I put money into the school again just to allow trolls? Without Tristan's support, we we'll won't be able to get people to the polls in the first place. Yes, the the, the, well, the budgets are really tight at the moment, and I don't know if we'd have enough for both.
3: Uh, what do you think we should prioritise? That's a deep question.
1: The thing is, the condition that we have to get people to the voting... um Vote... Place house,
0: the polling stations.
1: Yes, yes that's the word. The um, voting
0: place house. Yeah. Voting yes, place house.
1: that's what I've always called it. Um, is um, allowing trolls into the school. So if we don't do that, then they're then going to win anyway. We can't get yeah. it in anyway.
2: Yes, that's How- true.
1: If if you allow trolls into
2: the school, um, then that may open up opportunities for goblins to make money. Um, on the other side of the bridge. Uh, yes, it that's may, a good point. They lift all the goblins of Barrow and Furnace.
0: Yes, uh, more able to interact with the uh, with the upper echelons, as it were.
2: Provide opportunities for 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 goblin kind in mm. the town.
0: Yes, yes, I like the way you're talking. Yes, I, we can add that to my speech for tonight. Uh, Oh, speaking of, uh, we'd better get uh, across that bridge. Uh, We've got the debate tonight. Uh, I hope you'll be uh, okay to help me out with that. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: You return to the bridge and uh, Tristan uh, spots you and uh, he kind of surreptitiously gives you a little nod and pretends to have gone blind uh, momentarily as you uh, pass and head over the bridge.
1: Uh, how, how convincing is his um, is, is his attempts
0: uh let me find out <laughs> well he got an 11 on a performance check so <laughs>
1: it's not Anybody massively convincing would no uh
0: as you cross the bridge uh you see below that the water is uh raging quite savagely and you can see the school down there as well uh and uh the fords over which yeah uh, you could cross and the kind of incredibly dangerous dungeon that is down there which is the only other way uh, to this side of town um
2: do you do you see that down there there's a ford why 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 are people paying 300 400 gold to cross the bridge when they could ford the river
0: uh because there is a dangerous dungeon between <laughs> over, on the other side of the uh the ford that makes sense oh right why is it dangerous uh, uh I imagine puzzles and monsters mm. are in it.
1: <laughs> There's nothing more terrifying than puzzles.
0: <laughs> uh as you reach the other side of the bridge, uh, you immediately see that uh, the buildings here are much nicer. Uh, there are pearly white walls, there are paved paths, and it just smells nice. Uh, there are some market stalls with some clothing shops, Ooh, the lovely. Uh There are restaurants and cafes, and there's even a church. Uh, the church has a tall bell tower which is made of bright pink stone. Uh, and you can tell that the uh, perfume is uh, wafting from it. Can you all make a history check for me?
1: Oh.
0: Yes. It's uh, yeah, 13, Joe, for your history check. I got, yeah,
1: yeah, I've got No bonus on history. So 13. Well, so, history, history, that's a six.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, it was a very low DC. Uh, the DC was five. You know that this is the Church of Soap. It's quite a popular religion in these parts. Uh, it, has, it allows the whole pantheon into its folds, but always emphasises cleanliness and the use of soap. They even have a soap pope. Uh... Do
2: they sell soap popes on the road?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Presumably. It'd have to be a dope. Uh, the... Yeah, you see uh, a lot of the buildings sort of congregating tighter uh, in arrangements around a tall cliff wall. Uh, you see a cavern entrance and through which many crowds of people are wandering back and forth. Uh, this po- The population on this side of the bridge is mostly dwarves and humans. Uh, and as you head into the caverns of the mountain, uh, the houses get more complex, uh, some built into the living rock of the mountain. Uh, you hear the roar of a large fire, And as you delve deeper into the caverns, you see a large furnace from which the Barrow of Furnace gets its name. Mm. Um, There are smithy works here, and around it there's a lot of dwarves. There are a few goblins, but not many, uh, who are working here. Uh, One of the dwarves spots you and approaches, and she smiles at Gorlac, and she says, Well, if it isn't Gorlac the betrayer. Ah, yes, uh, friends, uh, this is Nine. Uh, She is the head of the miners' union. Hi! Hello. Yes, these are my uh, campaign team. Uh, uh, how can I help you nine? Ah, right, well, I heard you beat old uh, Grandel to the nomination. Shame, I liked Grandel. Yes, uh, she's lovely, I'd hope to have her on my staff. Uh, well, you know how many of us dwarves will vote for Fable, but I don't know with a goblin representing you. See, I joined the party when Gorbro the Brave was leader. Tough old dwarf he was, with eye patch. Yeah, the very unsubtly <laughs> named Gorbro, the dwarf with an eye patch. Tough old dwarf he was. Uh, really cleaned up after that talking bear did a number on us. Oh yes, Sir uh, Tony, uh, Tony Bear. I
1: don't know if I can do the audio version of a pal well enough <laughs> to express my oh, reaction via podcast. That is
0: not the worst uh, terrible oh, pun aware. name. Uh, that, that will, <laughs> there will, will come be across.
1: worse puns, I'm sure. That's why I'm here.
0: Uh, she says. Uh, well, what can you offer as dwarves as a candidate here? Do you think? And uh, Gorlak kind of looks at uh you three. Uh, like mm, any ideas?
2: Well, obviously speaking, you know, face to face, almost. Um, Gorbeck is very, very passionate about equal rights for persons of short stature.
0: Ooh, I like it. Uh, She nods along to that. Um, uh, I'll make a persuasion check. Uh, 14 plus whatever your
2: persuasion
0: is. Plus my persuasion, which is... Mm, 1. So 15. Uh, Just about, she kind of nods along to that. And she says, Look, if you want to win this election, you're going to have to offer us dwarves something. I know the goblins outnumber us, but they're not likely to get to the polling stations, are they? Most of us dwarves would rather abstain than vote for unicorns. But old Sir Domraab has promised us secure jobs. What kind of uh, security can you offer us? I mean, if that bridge starts letting all the goblins over, suddenly they'll take all of our jobs, won't they?
1: Not necessarily. You have very different skill
2: sets. Um, you dwarves are skilled artisans. You know, it takes many years of training to, to be able to mine and smith and craft the way that you do um and the goblins haven't received these opportunities that you have in the past to to learn so maybe it would be i think mutually to, while to they're learning and you can be teaching the skills that that are so valuable to you
0: uh i think uh make a persuasion check pelicost <laughs> 10 uh yeah she's kind of not we're actually teaching I've never thought about being a teacher mm, I don't know
3: and there's so many instruction app- opportunities as well you know Garlike's got them to build a school uh, another school to uh, let trolls in um, there's all the roads that need mending and you could teach the goblins how to do that as well teach them so that they can then take our jobs is that what you're saying
1: so you can focus on what you'd rather be doing?
0: I'd rather
3: be uh, hammering my hammer into these swords that I'm making. Well, I don't think the goblins want to make swords.
1: Do you Do you have a smithing union? Yeah. Uh, okay, well... I'm the head That's of the my union. argument out the window.
0: <laughs> <laughs> got says to you, look, she's got the unions in our, in our hands. We have to make a choice here to try and swing them to our side, but... Uh, it might mean letting our goblin friends down. I'd rather not do that. But you're the campaign tree team. What do you reckon?
1: I would remain on the side of the goblin votes, especially yep. as you would be the first goblin being elected into parliament. You'd want the goblin votes on your side.
0: And, you know, I think you're right. There's, there's definitely merit in... Uh, Keeping, you know, getting trolls in education because you know there's a terrible amount of uh, stigma attached to trolls, like there was to goblins for a long time. But uh, you know, getting educated, getting uh, more involved in society—maybe maybe this is the way forward, and we can start to make more of a harmonious society.
1: Exactly. And maybe you don't we, want to pull the ladder back up after you, do you?
0: Exactly, and maybe if we build more bridges rather than just having the one. And we can have some of the goblins can go to the dwarf schools and, and vice versa and get more integration that way.
1: I think this is a perfect plan and can never go wrong. <laughs>
0: uh, you hear a bell from the clock tower, a uh, sign thing that you've got about an hour before the debate is meant to begin. Uh, and so...
2: Helicopter, well, don't bell for lunch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, this'll do for tonight.
0: Are
2: you sure?
3: Yeah...
0: Uh, Golak leads you uh, towards the town hall. Uh, it's a large building that slopes back into the stone wall of the mountain. Uh, there are banners and flags outside the front, each showing the logos of the various political parties that will be at the debate tonight. Uh, there's the Fable Cooperative Party, which is red and has a pair of shaking hands, as we uh, previously established. There's the uh, Unicorn Party, which unsurprisingly uh, has a rampant unicorn, uh, a white rampant unicorn on a blue background there's the true neutral party which uh, is orange and has a sort you know those kind of um, comedy and tragedy masks it's just one but instead of being comedy or tragedy it's just a kind of neutral face that somebody is taking down the banner for the sorcerers and druids party uh, which is yellow and has a bit of a pointy hat with antlers uh, because the sdp candidate has failed to show up uh, there is a green Bloody banner head There is a green banner that has a uh, a symbol of a slime with a sort of cross going through it. That is the Gunge Party. And then there is a purple one with just a a really angry face on it for the Dungeon Independence Party, or Dungeep, as they are colloquially known. Uh, Inside, you're met by some uh, event staff who lead you back behind stage uh, to a small uh, green room-type area. Uh, And there are a bunch of people in there. Uh, You see a tall... ...high elf wearing grey robes and a pointy hat. Uh, She has an orange rosette and a completely blank expression. Uh, You see a a young dwarf in a simple suit with a flower crayon on her head and a green rosette. And uh, there's a man who's sort of stood in the corner with an absolutely red-faced scowl... ...and he's glaring at Gawlak as if he's about to explode. And this man is wearing a purple rosette. Uh, Would you like to talk to any of these people?
1: Flower
0: crown, flower crown. Uh, okay, you head up to the flower crown uh, person uh, and Gorlach says, Ah, yes, uh, this is uh, Amelia Fernfriend. She's the uh, gunge party candidate. Uh, it's good to see you again, Amelia. And she says, Oh, yes, hello, Gorlak. Nice to see you. Uh, and she like, starts shaking all of your hands. And says,
1: so, uh, tell me, uh, uh, do you all recycle? Yes. Telecosts. Recycles his trousers.
3: <laughs> yes, I gave my trade <laughs> with trousers away on the way here.
1: I was actually just wondering where you got the flower crown from. I'm looking to liven out my wardrobe and I am in awe.
0: Flat flower crown? And she can't touch her head. In this. Oh God, oh, where did that come from? Sorry, they always <laughs> like to sprout up around me. I uh, don't know how to stop it. Uh, you see, you know, I'd like to, to talk to you, Gorlak, about it the whole thing with the big furnace we've got here. I know it's part of the whole city identity, but uh, don't you think it's uh, going a bit far? And Golak says, Oh, what do you mean? Well, you know, uh, the the ooze. You know, once the ooze comes, it will be attracted to a big magical fire like that. And you know what they say, One day the ooze will choose. Uh, And Golak says, Oh, Oh yes, of course. The, the the ooze will 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 choose one day. Uh, yes, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, well, I, we've got some wonderful environmental p- policies, haven't we, guys?
1: We like the world not exploding. We really are in support of this planet still being here next week <laughs> and I'm not being covered in ooze. Yeah, I'm terrified views
0: oh you should be yes it's it's terrifying
1: it's mainly how it is the sort of thing that wouldn't come out with just one shower you'd need at least five showers oh
0: probably even more for, to, to to keep the the whole world from being consumed by the ooze and gorlack is looking incredibly uncomfortable with this uh whole conversation uh, can
1: i kind I of understand, understand all that. the ooze Golak?
2: Are
0: you in Who's Denying? Uh, oh no, 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 no! You know it's um, it's it's rather very, a, a tricky subject. You know, I, I'm not a I'm not a scientist or an alchemist or anything, so I don't know much about it. Uh, but you know, this whole the usual choose stance it seems a little extreme to me. I, I can understand that there might be some sort of uh, alchemical reaction to the production of magic, which I think is what it's all about, but uh, the, the idea that it has a kind of mind and will come and choose people to take away, uh, that seems a little a little silly to me. But not, not to offend any present company, of course. <laughs> Although this is a fantasy world, so who knows? <laughs>
2: Could you tell me, Miss Amelia? Amelia, yes, what's Amelia. First, and I'm Sam. Very nice to meet you. Um, I'm I'm familiar with the concept of the ooze, um, but I not I don't really understand if the ooze chooses you. Is this a good thing or a bad? Thing? Oh, It's a terrible thing. So if you are chosen by the ooze, that oh, it's very bad. I just wanted to establish whether or not the the the. The selections of the use whether the use would choose you to take you to a better place or just kind of oh, consume, consume you and, you and uh,
0: destroy it. your immortal soul. Yes.
1: Actually, the idea of having an immortal soul kind of gets in my head and keeps me up at night. So maybe I do want to
0: choose me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone else? Who uh, else was there there is. There was the there's angry the looking the very purple angry man. Purple man. To to uh, there's the very sort of blank looking guy with the
3: uh, orange rosette. Orange
0: rosette. Let's go talk to him. Why not? Okay, uh, you go up and uh, go. says, uh, this is uh, Clegg. He is the uh, candidate for the True Neutral Party. And he looks at you and goes, yes, I am here for the True Neutral Party. It is a very normal <laughs> experience to meet you. <laughs>
3: Excellent. Have the food. Are you enjoying I
0: it? I can neither confirm nor deny how I am <laughs> feeling about the food. It is nourishment.
1: Have you ever felt an emotion in your life?
0: Feeling emotions is one thing. Allowing them to cloud your judgment is another thing. I'm not going to allow my emotions to cloud my judgment. I'm going to make a very principled decision to wait until I have all of the facts and then make a decision and then draw a conclusion from that decision and then we shall have a vote on it
2: (laughs) (laughs) so
3: feeling an emotion is one thing and not allowing it to affect your judgement is another but you're neither one thing nor the other but somewhere in between Yes,
0: we are the true compromise Clegg. <laughs> yes.
1: Clegg, have you ever um recorded any audiobooks?
0: <laughs> I don't know that audiobooks exist in this universe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> any talking scrolls? I, I have
0: recorded many talking scrolls of my time. Usually I just record the talking clock. <laughs>
1: um, because I've been struggling again with this existential dread of my immortal soul, and this may, may soothe my um I've been told
0: that my voice is often soothing when people wish to fall asleep and sometimes I will read things that help people feel relaxed. Do you feel relaxed?
2: When I was a young halfling I had a physics teacher who sounded like (laughs) you.
0: I
3: was a physics teacher once. (laughs) I'll tell you what will help you relax. Did good pint. Oh,
0: sorry, I thought you said goodbye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> good like
3: good pint. Person. Good pint. I all oh, pints. will get
0: drunk when I have seen the conclusion of all the studies on the effects of alcohol. Then I will make a decision.
2: wow Um, i'm really scared can we go and talk to the really Yeah, you you don't even get
0: like within a few yards of this man before he just like stands up and like comes right up to i think you pelicost because i imagine you're the tallest And just like it's like almost like right up to your face and goes yes hello what do you want from me Well, we just wanted to say hello. Now you've said it. Now you can take your filthy goblin and your disgusting half-breed and your little tiny child friend and leave me be.
1: I don't like the sound of that. No. That is... Who are you, sir? I am
0: Mal Content. I am the candidate for the Dungeon Independence Party. And we want to be independent from everyone else. From reality itself, if it comes to that.
2: I think you're doing job of that, sir.
3: Did you know there's a dungeon down there below the yes, bridge?
0: I live there.
3: Would you like to go and visit it? I live there. And it stinks. Why does it stink? Because I don't have a toilet.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you're so unhappy? There
0: are many reasons for me to be unhappy.
1: I'm sure we can recommend you a plumber.
0: You and your, you half-breed, you half-breed bureaucrats coming over here telling me what to do. Well, I've had enough of it. Uh, he's kind of getting into his uh, stride uh, and you can feel a rant is coming on uh, when everybody stops talking. You hear a thunderous noise of uh, large footsteps coming towards the door. Then they stop, and the door opens, and another candidate enters. He's huge. He is a goliath of a man. He's hairy, muscular, wearing a suit that strains at his biceps and chest. He approaches with thumping footsteps and towers over you with a grim expression. You can see that he could probably crush your skull with one of his hands, and he glowers as he says, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and variations thereupon. I have brought tea and scones. Pray, try them. They are delicious. And Gorlack leans over to you and goes, That's Domrab, the unicorn candidate. It was his sister who used to be the MP here, but... When she got ill, he said he'd take over. I uh, wouldn't touch the scones if I were you.
1: But scones are my favourite.
0: D- don't be tempted.
1: Everything's my favourite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As uh, Donrov goes and sits down in his chair, which kind of protests under his uh, massive uh, mass, uh, Gawlak kind of, like, gathers you around and says, Well, I suppose we were to decide what should I talk about in my speech. Uh, where should we start?
2: Have you, not, have you not thought of a speech before? I've got Gary? a few
0: notes. Uh, I would have thought, you know, you're my campaign team. You can uh, kind of g- give me a few ideas. Troll school. Troll school,
3: yes. Should that? Troll should we school. lead with that, do you think? Equality and access.
2: For all. I think you should talk in vague terms. Yes. About Bringing equality, Barrow and, and Furnace, Furnace together. Focusing on specifics such as the troll school, which I think will make Purplehead Man. What was his name? Malcontent. Mal-con- then, <laughs> um, may make his head explode Which might
0: be a good thing.
2: Although that would be no bad thing.
0: Yeah, you, you said something before about uh, uh, short stack um, solidarity. Yes, yes. Maybe solidarity of the
2: short. Yeah, <laughs> we must band together because they're all bigger than us.
1: <laughs> Maybe just riffing on how we're all stronger together. Yes, rather than divided.
0: And a vote for Kwalak the Betrayer is a vote for everyone. everyone.
1: How about just a vote for Gorlock? Okay. How does that sound?
3: A vote for Gorlack will bring Barrow and First yes I like together. That. That's a very good phrase. I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do call me Pelicos the Intelligent, do they? Wow,
1: <laughs> that's a new one.
3: <laughs> there are several new ones. There's a new one all the time. <laughs>
1: It's truly a talent of yours.
0: Uh, there's a knock on the door and uh, a, a, a a little um, person, a dwarf, shall we say, uh, leans in and goes, oh, just two minutes and then we start. And uh, so Gawlak kind of uh, adjusts his tie and uh, says, well, how do I look?
1: Stunning. Can I readjust his tie so it's not so Yes. I do that. Make
0: make, make a, uh, adjustment <laughs> an adjustment check. An adjustment check. tie adjustment.
1: Um, do I have. I think
0: you have advantage on this. On
1: adjustments? Yeah. Advantage on adjustments. Incredible. Well, I've got an eight.
0: I think his ties a little skew-with.
1: <laughs> that just makes him look like more of a man. Yeah.
0: People. Sure.
1: <laughs> Goblins for people. Should have known that I'd fail at making something straight.
0: A... As the uh, debate uh, is about to start, you are led out uh, into the uh, main uh, arena and are kind of uh, given your places in the uh, audience. Uh, uh, during the debate, you will have the chance to kind of scribble notes quickly that you can hand to, to Gawlak, uh throughout uh, the proceedings. Uh, but for now, uh, there's a there's a crowd that applauds, uh, and as the candidates all sort of stand behind the podiums, uh, another figure uh, walks out. Uh, he's dressed in a black suit with a white shirt, a colourful tie, but his head is a donkey's head. Uh, think Bottom from Midsummer Night's Dream. And uh, this character says, Good evening, and welcome to the special by-election debate here in Barrow of Furnace. I'm David Dimble Donkey. First, we will have opening statements. Going first will be Sir Dom Raab, the Unicorn Candidate. The some applause, and Sir Dom Raab sets up to his podium, and he says, Ladies and gentlemen, and variations thereupon, it is my great pleasure to speak to you now and lay the groundwork for what I hope will be a very successful term as your Member of Parliament. Over the past four years, my sister has helped see the great growth in jobs, job security, and the economic output of this Great Barrow. Goblin attacks are down by a third, and the introduction of the new state-of-the-art toll system has made that we are now more secure than ever. A vote for Domrab the Cruel is a vote for stability and strong leadership. Uh, you are... I say you can scribble down some notes. Uh, how do
3: you think Golak should respond to this? I'd say the toll system has divided the community and removed opportunities.
2: Can you really have a... From, from both goblins and non-goblins. not no, creating more crime, misery, poverty and suffering.
1: Do you truly believe that Barrow and Furnace can remain stable when there are not equal access to social mobility for all? To education, to jobs, to the furnaces? To crossing the bridge for a nice walk, because that's nice for you, like, change of scenery is good. Okay,
0: cool. Uh, okay, there's a little bit of a an pause, and, uh, David Dimbledon Keys is now the uh, candidate for the True Neutral Party, uh, Mr. Clegg. And he steps up to the podium and he says, Friends, enemies, and people of all forms, we come to this election with a single goal to have an election. Indeed, elections are the backbone of democracy. If we did not have elections we would not have a democracy. We in the true neutral party believe that while we breathe, we can vote. And that is why we are proposing extending the franchise even further. We wish to bring the democratic system to all sentient creatures. Even if that means fewer votes for us, I believe it is the right thing to do. A vote for true neutral is a vote for democracy <laughs>
2: uh, um, wow
0: well, is there any of that you would like to respond to
1: um, I'd like Could to the s-
2: franchise be extended to goblins if goblins cannot here, here. afford to cross the bridge yeah. to vote because yeah. a here, here. Four goblins on the goblin side
1: of the bridge anything else would be a travesty of democracy I would just like to pass Call like a note saying, You're good. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to do better than him. <laughs> You're not the worst person on this stage. Uh, you at least have a smidgen of Christmas.
0: Uh, Amelia Firmfriend goes next and she says, <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, and trees, and multiforms, thank you for this opportunity to address the great question of our time. With the massive furnace here in Barrow of Furnace, we have seen the effects of industrialisation. Health and environment are suffering. And the more they suffer, the stronger the ooze will grow. The Gunge Party maintains that the sickness infecting our lands is of our own making. And we have invited the ooze here by our actions. And soon, the ooze will choose. A vote for the Gunge Party is a vote for a cleaner future.
2: The Gunge Party are religious for now. <laughs> What she's proposing is to close down the furnace in Barrow and Furnace, thus putting jobs at risk. Jobs at risk. Yes jobs at risk. <laughs> thus, thus putting jobs jobs at risk for it particularly in the dwarf community who are already suffering
1: from depression. I, I <laughs> also feel like the, the Fable Party <laughs> the Fable Party can um offer sustainable environmental policies without yeah, without without religious um fearmongering.
0: Uh, the uh, final uh, candidate before gorak is Mr. Malcontent, and he uh, strides up to the podium and sort of grips both sides of it, and he's like visibly shaking, and he says, Idiots and traitors of Barrow of Furnace, I stand before you as the only patriot in this entire damned constituency. Who among you has the courage to truly stand up for what is right or what is natural? These idiots speak of policy and trade and harmony, there can be no harmony. Not while we are under the thumb of so-called morality. I come from a long line of bastards who know what it takes to take a hard line and really punch through the screen and get to the real issues. Goblins, orcs, dwarves, and halflings, all these unelected Bureaucrats coming over here, taking our hard-earned land. I've come down from the upper class to mend your rotten ways. My father was a man of power whom everyone obeyed. So, come on all you criminals, I'm going to put you straight. Just like I did with my old man, but it was 20 years too late. Your bread and water's going cold, you know. Your hair might be short and neat. And he suits you a look, Pelicost. But I'll judge you all, and I'll make damn sure that no one judges me.
3: And then he sits down rather forcefully. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oops,
3: I'm sorry, did I miss something?
1: That Mr. Tent was very angry. <sighs> I, th- I think words were said, but they didn't necessarily mean anything certainly didn't make any sense.
2: Although I will say that if you want people to vote for you, you probably shouldn't start off by calling them idiots and losers a criminal. Was (laughs) Was there
3: a policy
1: there? I mean... (laughs) Definitely talked about bread and butter. That just made me hungry.
0: Uh, Garlak steps up to the podium next, and he looks a little nervous. He's kind of like, fingering his hands a little bit, and uh, he sort of grabs both sides of the podium and goes, "Uh, thank you for uh, having me here at your Uh, debate. I'm Gorlack, the uh, Fable Party candidate, and some of you probably know me as the uh, city councillor who uh, helped build the Goblin School in the lower half of town, and this indeed is the problem. There is a lower half of the town and an upper half of the town. I propose that we bring Barrow and Furnace together again. I propose that we Strive for equality and equality of access for all in this great city. Now, many of us are of the uh, shorter variety. I know that I am myself. But we goblins and dwarves have that in common. And I feel that with that solidarity, we can stand together. A vote for Gorlack is a vote for everyone. And I say that the toll system has divided the community. It has removed opportunities from goblins and non-goblins alike. It has created more poverty. And I I would say this, that, you know, extending the franchise is all well and good. But what is the point of the extended franchise if people can't even get to the polling stations? It is a travesty of democracy. The furnace closure would put jobs at risk, but the favourable party can offer sustainable policies for jobs going forward. Uh, and let me just say this, we will nationalise the bridges, yes, to to, to improve the economy. Uh, let, let, let me just say this, and he points at Dom Raab and says, this party has locked goblins out across the bridge whose toll can nobody can hope to pay. How many of you could afford 400 gold pieces a day just to go to work? How many of you could afford 800 to get back to see your friends and family at night? Whatever your views on goblins, this is not the act of a brave party. These are the acts of cowards. These are the acts of those who cannot bear the thought of losing, and so they have found an easy scapegoat. Dumbrob is a coward and a liar. And it is too weak to lead this constituency. Uh, Can you all roll a collective persuasion check? Persuasion I'll roll for you, Joe. Ooh, 19 plus...
2: Plus... Well, that's for the
3: plus one, so yeah,
2: 20
1: persuasions. Ooh, 18. 18 plus six, 24. Yay! Good job, team! Let
3: me do some quick maths... So
0: that was 20 plus 24 plus... What did you get,
1: Aim? Um, I got
0: 18. 18
1: 62.
0: So, and I have a little thing for how many you get. Okay. Uh, so that is you get 1d12 to add to your constituency bonus. Can one of you roll a d12?
1: Who wants to do this? Shall I? I have no doubt. <laughs> 8.
0: Okay, so I will add 8 to your bonus in this area. So, a brief explanation of how the election works. Uh, for each constituency, each party gets to roll two 20-sided dice, and basically whoever gets the highest number wins. Uh, you get a local support bonus, and you get a national support bonus. As it stands, the Unicorn Party's national support bonus is 16, the Fable support bonus national bonus is 12, True Neutral is 4, Gunge is 2, SDP is 1, although they're not running in this constituency, and Dungip have 0. Uh, as regards to the local support bonus, uh, Unicorn have plus 6, and thanks to uh, Steve's role, uh, Fable have 18. Uh, true Neutrals are on minus 2, Gunge are on 0, and Dungip are on uh, minus 9. So, But it's, st- it's still possible to lose, uh, I will say that. Another point I forgot to mention was that the vote total of the 2d20s plus the local bonus plus the uh, national bonus, you get a plus 5 bonus for being the incumbent, uh, and then that total number is multiplied by the total number of all of the roles put together to create a much higher number. This is done purely for uh, aesthetic reasons, because it was coming out with you got 18 votes or 26 votes and 40 votes, um, which didn't feel right. That felt like these are very tiny constituencies, so um, I multiplied them. Making sure that it maintained the same percentage balance It's just so that, you know, you instead of having two-digit vote tallies, you get three or four-digit vote tallies. So, yeah, just explaining that. So, uh, can uh, you all roll a D20? I'll roll one for you, Joe. And I will take the highest and lowest number. That's 15, 18, 14. So, 18 plus 14 is 32. So, and I'll roll for the other candidates, 2.
2: Oh, it's exciting.
0: Uh, I want to
1: know who's won. Come on, Gorlark. We believe in you, Gorlark.
0: A young dwarf, uh, dressed in some finery, walks out onto the stage and a hush falls over the crowd. And the candidates are all stood behind her. And she says, I, Frina Copperfist, the acting returning officer for the constituency of Barrow of Furness, hereby give notice that the total number of votes given for each candidate at the election of the ninth of April, 461, was as follows. Malcontent, Dungit Party,
3: 256. And every minute. Amelia
0: Fernfriend, Gunge Party, 3,840. <clears throat> Clegg, The True Neutrals, 4,736. Domrod the Cruel, Conservative and Unicorn Party, 5,637. Oh no. Gorlak the Betrayer, Fabled Cooperative Party. Come on. 7,936. <laughs> I do hereby give notice that Gorlak the Betrayer has been duly elected as a Member of Parliament for Barrel of Furnace.
1: The first
0: goblin member of Parliament! And uh, Golak, uh ascends the stage with his husband Croc, who you met before, and uh, they uh, uh, embrace on the stage, and uh, Golak, uh waves to everybody, and uh, you see his little um, rosette on his lapel flapping in a dramatic breeze that has come from nowhere, as Gorlak is swept into power as the first goblin elected to Parliament in the country of Darnoth. And I think we can all safely say that as of now, Darnoth shall rise again things will never be the same <laughs> not in 10,000 years <laughs> uh, so that was our pilot episode uh, for the campaign trail I hope you all enjoyed it uh, hopefully uh, we will be back again for another round of uh, adventure in the realms of fantasy and politics uh, of some dungeons, some dragons and some democracy Campaign Trail was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Dereth Moonbeam, Stephen Poor as Pelicos the Various, and Joanne Hall as Tilda Northwanderer. The theme music is The News Team by Dr. Hollywood. You can follow the campaign trail on Twitter at The Campaign Cast. On facebook.com forward slash campaign cast. At soundcloud.com forward slash Joel Corner. That's J-O-E-L-C-O-R-N-A-H. And at sci In the next episode, our team of adventuring politicians head back to the capital city of Darnoth, Parliament Hexagon, for an important vote. Until then, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure.